for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. It is someday during the 25 days of Christmas. I'm starting to lose track, but if you've been uh, listening to our podcast over the last week or so, uh, we've started doing the 25 days of Christmas featuring musicians releasing Christmas music. And today we have a very special band group. You know, a collaboration. That's the best way to word this one. Uh, we have Broadtree and Maddie Corinne. How's it going today, y'all? Good. Hi, good. good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Just enjoying the oddly warm December 7th that we are having today. It, it got 80 degrees, and oh. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> so here's, here's the ultimate part. Where, whereabouts are you based? I'm in Waco, Texas. Okay. okay. All right. So we usually, usually, it is warm here for December. Like it was mm-hmm. what, 70 degrees here today? And that's mm-hmm. Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but yeah, I got you. You know, it's usually it's about 50 or 60 degrees Fahrenheit. So, you know, it, it's unseasonably warm right now. So, um, but first off, I want to thank you all for taking the time to sit down and chat. Uh, I've been able to listen to a lot of your music uh, individually and collectively with uh, Don't Come Home for Christmas, which is your uh, Christmas collaboration that you released. Uh, when did that come out? Uh, a couple weeks ago? Is it three? It's been three weeks. Yeah, yeah just, just like... this week is three, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And so i uh, been able to listen to that and all your music individually. It's been amazing to kind of go through the uh the uh, catalogs so to speak uh so before we kind of jump into the depths of don't come home for christmas uh kind of take this opportunity to introduce yourselves individually and um yeah we'll just kind of go from there uh, so everybody has names to faces sure so i'm (laughs) Ramon, and i'm nicole and together we make up a little duo called broad tree and I'm Maddie, I'm Maddie Corinne, just Maddie, I'm only, only one of me, but uh, I joined Broadtree on this awesome song and uh, couldn't be more excited about it. It was awesome. Nice. It, it's a really catchy tune, but um, we'll jump into that here in a second. Uh, so for um, everybody just kind of getting to meet y'all for the first time, um, what was your, like, this will be an individual question and we can start with Maddie or whoever wants to go first, but um what was your introduction to music? Who originally introduced you to the idea of playing music? Yeah, um, for me, um, I was sort of the only member of my family who played music and pursued music, but I come from like a music business family. Um, My mom worked in radio, my dad um, worked at Virgin Records for a really long time. So I was always surrounded by music, but I also kind of saw the the business side of it. which I always like enjoyed and appreciated, but I always was so excited to hear the new music and the new artists mm-hmm. and listen to the songs. And um, 
I sort of started, you know, my little collection of these singers and songwriters who really inspired me to sort of try it on my own. And I was sort of the first, yeah, the first member of my family to really pursue music, but coming from a very musical family, um, they, all of them can't necessarily sing or play guitar, no offense to my family, but um, <laughs> they love music regardless. They were big music lovers um, and they worked in music for a long time. So they were very supportive of that. And um, I started writing and mostly I started out um, as just a songwriter writing with other artists or for other artists. And eventually I had enough songs that I kind of wanted to see if maybe I could release them. I didn't really want to give them up. And um, now I've just been doing that on my own and it's been a lot of fun. Nice, nice. <laughs> and then we'll go down to Broad Tree. Do you want to start? Yeah, you go for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, so I guess I was really academic growing up, but I, I come to it, I guess, through the world of theater. Uh, I started doing musicals in high school and I just fell in love with that. And um, when it was time to graduate, even though I had a totally different plan lined up with like university picked out and everything, I decided uh, <laughs> I was just heartbroken at the idea of never getting to perform again. So I thought if I feel that strongly about it, maybe it's something I ought to pursue. So I changed gears completely. I uh, went to theater school, moved to Toronto, did a sort of triple threat program. And uh, I've been lucky enough to sort of been working in theater uh, in the, in Toronto for a, uh, pretty much ever since. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then, you know, I've always loved singing, obviously, um, but same, like none, none of my family are remotely involved in the yeah. arts at all. I'm from a very, very small town uh, on the East Coast. Um, but yeah, when I found my way to Toronto and theater and we, we can talk about, I guess, how we met and how we uh, got together and started working together, but basically, Broadtree is very new to the world. We formed as many things did during the recent plague. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I guess, I mean, we'll I'd probably sort of mute, merge stories here soon. But essentially what happened was during the plague, Armand, who I've worked with in a couple theater productions and uh, musical, um, phoned me up and was like, do you want to record a duet just for fun? So we took a Taylor Swift song and we turned it into a duet, recorded it, put it out on Spotify and all that and uh, ultimately ended up writing together, and here we are. Yeah, so that's my background. Uh, <laughs> I, I did the whole, you know, garage basement band thing all through high school just because all of my friends knew how to play guitar, and the idea of like, oh, I'm in a band sounds like a really cool thing to say, uh, even though it wasn't at the time. But, you know, I've, I've, I've been, I've been in, in a variety of like either alternative bands or punk bands and, and things like that throughout my career or music career as they'll call it <laughs> and i you know i had my own solo stuff for a while and after there, i think after my second album after you know a, a really long and arduous tour i came home and i'm like we're done we're done with music like i can't do this anymore because it's that was way too exhausting and that was in maybe 2013 and my music stuff literally just sat there for <laughs> okay yeah sorry <laughs> um music <laughs> there for a while and i think when the when when the plague hit i kind of got to this point of like well you know if there was ever going to be a time to pick it up maybe now would be it just because what else are we doing i mean i i also was in the arts i mean i i was doing theater management and performing in a mentalism act for for quite a while and that kind of shut us down so i was like well if there's ever a time to pick up music now would be the time and called the cold and said mm -hmm. come come do the song because i really don't want to do things on my own right now 
and you know we did we did a couple of little things here and there we recorded a couple covers and uh that eventually turned into one of us saying i forget who it was one of us said like why don't we try writing something and within you know like half an hour we had written a song and that just kept Mm -hmm. going going when you know eventually got to the point where we started releasing and you know fast forward a year and a half and here we are (laughs) nice so i have to ask one really quick question why did you choose a taylor swift song as your first now go easy because i will tell you right now these two maddie and armand are like some of the biggest taylor swift fans in the entire world (laughs) i'm not going to say anything it's it's just but I mean, I think you already answered the question. He's a Taylor Swift fan. He's a Swifty, so we'll, we'll kind of move on. It, just to me, it seems like an odd artist to choose. Like, to me, it doesn't seem that she would be very easily, or her music is very easily transformed into a duet, but that's me. That's that's a really good question. That's actually, that's a good, that's, that's good. I like that. Um... I mean, if if you listen to it was red that we covered way back in the day. That was our first. That was our first release, and we made it. It was in the middle of the play. We were already sad as it was, and yeah. red's kind of a sad, but it's an upbeat sad song. So we're like, well, how do we make this even sadder? And it was like the slow, <laughs> mellow piano version and melancholy, uh, melody, like, and and we and I think one of the things that and it's one of the things that we do quite a bit now. Anytime that we're we're playing live, if we have covers or anything that we want to do, and even when we're writing, there's two of us, and usually because there's two of us singing, we have to kind of think of it from a well, rather, rather than think of them as duets, how do we think of them as a story from mm. two perspectives? Um, and that's where a lot of, you know, like the idea of theater comes in because we think of characters and we think of you know, and performing from that perspective. So when we when we sat down and we looked at Red, we thought, well, this is a really cool story that you look at here. And if you take certain lyrics and you flip them around from somebody else's perspective, it tells a story of, of this really interesting relationship between two people. And once we recorded that and then we shot a music video for like literally or a, a short film by the way we did we did the short film taylor swift thing before she did <laughs> all that out right now um but we, you know we, we did our own little short film on it and and it was really really neat just being able to see just what and and that taylor song turned into so much more because we we honestly can I, i'm like i'm thinking of like what we do live like we, we'll take hot and perry uh, cotton perry hot katie and cold perry. by katie perry and we can turn that into a, like a two-sided duet which is a lot of fun mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I think um, I think every song always has a little bit of a deeper story inside of it if you can try to mm-hmm. find it, and it's always a fun challenge to take it from you know two sides to figure out well how can we like make this about two people versus just one. Yeah, for sure. That's that's awesome. So, how does Broadtree and Maddie Corinne? How do how did you all meet? <laughs> Speaking of Taylor well, Swift. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I I was taking a shot in the dark on that one, so yeah. Yeah, I went at a Taylor Swift concert. No, um, no, no, no. Uh, so when we first uh, wrote our first album, we didn't even really we didn't know what genre we were. We just wrote it and made it, and like whatever happened happened. And then when we started to do interviews and stuff about it, people kept saying, "Oh, it's country," and we were like. Okay, sure, right. Um, and then we were really, really uh, embraced. The Ontario uh, and Canadian country community is just incredible. Like, everyone's so supportive of everybody else, and it's just amazing. And I think we started playing at the Moonshine Cafe, and then we met a bunch of people over Instagram, of course, because a lot of things were virtual for a while. And it's just this great little hub of like artists supporting each other. 
yeah. And 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 when the first kind of I think in person event where we finally got to meet everybody was at the CCMA's, the, the Canadian Country Music Awards, mm-hmm. uh, in twenty twenty one, and it was so funny because this was the first time. I mean, we were coming in very very new to this whole community. And it was just so interesting that it was literally like we had known everybody the entire time. Everybody was just so welcoming and they didn't know us by names. They didn't be like, <laughs> hey, I'm on It's like, hey, it's Broadshire. We're like, we'll take it. Like yeah. that's, the, we'll take it yeah. as it is. Um, but that's, I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's our, that's our set of Yeah, I think but... that's, I think that's kind of it. And then it became more Taylor Swift. <laughs> is that right? Is that kind of it? Like, was yeah. it kind of like a... <laughs> well, and then, yeah, and then I think the first time, like, we were able to, like, fully get to know each other and, like, work together would be when you guys did um, Feel in 22, which was a live Taylor Swift tribute show with uh, Canadian country artists. And um, I was lucky enough that um, someone couldn't actually play the show. So then I was asked to play the show and never said yes to something quicker probably in my whole life because I love Taylor Swift and I thought it was a really great idea. Um, and that was when we actually like kind of got the chance to like go to rehearsals together and like talk music and like kind of see how each other, you know, we performed and, and, and we just all really got along and yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So it just kind of happened very organically. Yeah. Yeah. I think think the thing about this whole community is that it's. Yeah. You know, there's, there's not, you're not really strangers in, in, in any way, which is, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird, but really cool thing to be able to say mm-hmm. that like, it's a very, very tight knit community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're very much able to, to message someone like, listen, I have this idea, like, let me explain it to you and you let me know if you're in. And that's kind of how it was. Like, uh, you guys, you know, were looking to do a Christmas song and you had, you know, don't come home for Christmas already in your head as this like hook and you didn't even know that Christmas was one of my favorite things in the world, um, <laughs> as well as like sassy country songs, two of my favorite mm-hmm. things in the world. And you just asked me to be a part of it. And I was like, sure, let's do it. Let's see. And then you told me what the hook was. And I was like, I'm even more invested. Like, <laughs> let's write it like tomorrow and let's see where this goes. So it, it was, yeah, it was organic. And it was very much like, let's just see what we can do and see what happens. And we, you know, ended with something that I think we're all very proud of. Yeah, for sure. I must say that the visual elements, like the still photography and stuff, was perfect. They, that whoever came up with that concept, that that yes, that's all I gotta say. It was <laughs> awesome, and we had a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> that, you know, because um, yeah, when I first, like that was one of the things that drew drew or drew me in when I was like kind of going through the process of like laying out the idea for this 25 days of Christmas. I was trying to find artists that I hadn't interacted with yet. And I started scrolling through Instagram and I just, I think I just like randomly typed in Christmas and the the photo of, I think it was just the photo of, maybe it was of just of Maddie. And I was like, okay, this looks like it's like a three piece. And so I went and tried to go find like the whole process or the whole, thing and i found the uh photo of all three of you and i'm like okay this is interesting and then i started doing a little bit of research and i reached out to uh broadtree and you know whoever I, who which one is running the uh instagram handle who have i been talking to for the last probably, couple of weeks? Oh, probably me and, yeah. that, and that, like 
we both handle it. Honestly, that's why like we never really sign off on it just because most of the time it's both of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, gotcha. You never know. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. So, uh, but yeah, the uh, the visual elements is what drew me in, and I was like, I got to know more about this because this I hadn't even list I hadn't even listened to the song yet, and it just looked fun. So, <laughs> excellent. <yeah. laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we'll, we'll let our photographer know that because he uh, he had a lot of fun doing that one too. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's something that's something that's very I don't know about you guys, but very important to me. I, I the visual concept I think is so important, and especially nowadays, like as as an indie artist, you're you're doing a lot of the things by yourself, specifically when it comes to marketing and promoting and to me like nothing makes me happier than like a super cool visual concept to even just tease a song that hasn't even come out yet so you haven't even heard it yet you don't even know if you like it but like you said seeing that picture makes you want to know what it sounds like or makes you want to you know find out what's coming next so i'm glad we got that across (laughs) yes yes you did um so don't come home for christmas it's out now on all the major streaming platforms so if anybody that's listening now live on twitch or listening later on spotify or wherever uh it's that's where you can find don't come home for christmas but if you're watching live right now i just threw it in the chat box and so feel free to stream it after the interview of course do not do it in the middle of the interview that would be rude but you know um so how long have you had how long have you had the idea for Don't Come Home for Christmas? How long has it kind of been percolating in the system? It's we, pretty recent. Yeah, we moved on pretty quick. I mean, we, we released our first original Christmas song last year and mm-hmm. had a blast with it. And we said, well, what, we want to do something else again this year. But maybe something that's not the last year was sad or anything like that, but it was a little bit more, I don't know. Valley, Valley, yeah. We were like, we want to we want, we want to do something that's a little bit more fun, a little bit more, it has a little bit more sass. And, one of us came in with like this idea of like, well, how do we how do we take because for one, the, the biggest and you always say this, the, the yeah. challenge with writing an original Christmas song is how do you do something that hasn't been hasn't... done a million times before? Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, well, why don't we take the idea of an existing Christmas song, the idea of like an existing Christmas concept, and flip it? And mm-hmm. last year, I had released, uh, or two years ago, I released a song with a with another friend of mine. We released a little like Christmas album, and please come home for Christmas was on there. I'm like what if they don't come home and then don't come home for Christmas popped in and we're like, okay. We immediately thought of Maddie because we were like, okay, funny and sassy. Yeah. (laughs) Add in the Christmas. And and, and, and honestly, we, as soon as that came in, we, I think within like a day or two, we're like, we immediately said like, we want to work on, we want to do a collaboration because we haven't yet. We've never done that. We've co-written. We've done a lot of co-writes, but we're like, we haven't actually released a song with anybody yet. And I mean, not to toot, horns between the two of us here but like it, it doesn't happen very often like, at least within like the smaller indie community like some of the bigger mm-hmm. names as well but like well there's no reason why we can't do that so we called maddie and we're like do you like christmas yeah how about this and she's like when when are we starting <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's also funny releasing christmas songs because of course you can't write it in the christmas time it has to be out by then yeah. so you're yeah. you know it's like not even Halloween yet, and you're like, okay, yeah. what, what makes us feel Christmassy? <laughs> yeah. So Maddie was brought into the process super early. It, oh, like immediately. When you, as, yeah, okay. yeah. That's cool. And, and you can kind of tell listening to the song that it's meant for like a trio, just the way it's kind of laid out. <laughs> it's, so, um, so for Don't Come Home for Christmas, have you given any thought, uh, or actually, 
kind of tell for anybody that hasn't listened to the song yet kind of tell what the story is of don't come home for christmas yeah well i'll go sure (laughs) absolutely i'll start yeah i think exactly what uh sort of ramon was saying of that like i always thought of it as like i'll be home for christmas or please come home for christmas like those songs that like we know and and are so pretty and have so much like longing and love in them and and it sort of turns that on its head and it's really tongue-in-cheek um which i love that's my favorite kind of song ever like i want to laugh along as i'm listening to it and i think that this song does that perfectly um but it's just about how you know amazing the holidays are when you know that one person who did you wrong isn't around anymore and you don't want them to come home for christmas you don't want them to come swinging through that door under the mistletoe you in fact you think christmas is much more festive when they're not around at all um and then it sort of talks about you know what might happen if they do happen to crash your holiday season and um it's just yeah it's really funny and 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 sassy but also like the the melody and all of the beautiful instruments that are in them it's very festive as well so Mm -hmm. i think it mixes that perfectly of like festive i love christmas you know holiday song with this sort of sassy grittier underbelly so it's it's really fun yeah oh yeah yeah it's very Uh, like snap 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 empowered lady kind of a song Um, and obviously, since you put a lot of effort into the uh, visuals for it with the uh, photography and the graphics and whatnot, is there any shot of a music video for this or is? No, I mean, I'm like, literally, I'm looking, I'm like, it's December 7th, so. <laughs> but that would be Fair. so fun to do at some point. Yeah, I think the good, the, the good and the downside is, you know, like with Christmas songs, you know, we, you get to write about your favorite time of year. The downside is they usually mm-hmm. only have like a, a six to eight week yeah. like until yeah. you get to bring it but that said there's no reason why we can't bring it out again next year so mm-hmm. there's, there's always there's always opportunities to have fun with it to do some yeah credit. so I, and I'm next week we'll yeah. next oh, yeah. week we'll be performing together so we'll we'll have like a live video of us singing it it just won't be a music video but it'll be yeah. a live performance video <laughs> yeah for sure you know it's if the, you brought up something uh herman about the uh it being regenerated every year which is something we talk about every podcast we've talked about every podcast this week about that's one thing a lot of musicians underestimate about christmas music is it becomes brand new every year like it's one of those things where it's like yeah it's only good for six, eight weeks, you know, depending on how hardcore about Christmas music you are. Uh, It's good for six, eight weeks a year, but then it's good for another six, eight weeks. It doesn't have the typical burn-off like a a normal song or a record would, so. A lot of people are always looking, I know I am, are always looking for new Christmas songs because I would say probably the majority of people, that's, you know, Christmas music is a massive part of their holidays and what makes them feel festive so like you know i'm always on the hunt for new christmas music to add to the playlist to sort of mm-hmm. increase the, the special christmas feels so yeah yeah it's, it's great i'm always finding things that you know i never knew existed i'm like wow that one's going on there and then you listen to it every year right <laughs> yeah yeah especially Absolutely. when they're original songs i think that's the 
there's only so many more like I said there's only so many covers you can hear of i'll be home for christmas we're like okay what what hasn't really been done <laughs> yeah. yes yeah. yeah i i can't tell you i'm just kind of over the co christmas covers right now because it's like if i have to listen to another cover of you know jingle bells or whatever it is it's like mm -hmm. cool i'm good and that's, and that's the thing. sorry we have a dog <laughs> that's okay <laughs> that's what i thought about like i love christmas and it, it was always like definitely a goal of mine to do a christmas song but i was never going to do a christmas cover because i knew if i wanted to do a christmas cover i'd have to do it different than any other like I there's so many Christmas covers that I love and I didn't think that I would ever be able to do it like different enough or something that I would enjoy more than the versions I already love and listen to mm -hmm. so I knew it had to be an original Christmas song but I think you struggle with like I, I was like well how am I going to write a Christmas song that isn't like holly jolly Santa Claus like like you mm -hmm. need to find a story that hasn't been told right yeah. and I think that the second I heard Don't Come Home for Christmas, I was like, that's a story I haven't heard before. Let's do it. Like, right away, I was so on board. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the next important question, are you already looking at next year for the next Christmas song or will you kind of wait a little bit later in the year? Oh, gosh. Yeah, we, we got to wait. We got to wait a little bit. Although, I mean, we've already sort of talked about like, because we are enjoying the original Christmas songs. It is a lot of fun. And we were talking about maybe doing some kind of make Christmas EP that this song would certainly make its way onto. Um, so we, yeah, we, we, we kind of just do something for Christmas every year. Yeah. So because the first yeah. year we did uh, the first year we did a cover. And again, it was one of those where like, can we find you know, a single and make it, make it a duet. And it was a not very well-known Christmas song. Not that we tried to pass it off as our own, but so many people were like, oh, did you write that? We're like, no, we really wish you did. But uh, there was a song called Text Me Merry Christmas, which was a, a really like original single that um, is literally as it sounds like. It's just, it's, it's a modern age Christmas song. And so we covered that. And then we did uh, It's Christmas, So It's Okay last year and Don't Come Home this year. So, you know, we're racking up a few here that I think we can probably, you know, put together for an EP and there's a reason why we can't like you said it for anybody that hasn't necessarily heard the song this year it's going to be brand new next year so yeah yeah 100 and Maddie do you have intentions of working on a Christmas song for next year or since you kind I mean, of got I'm, this one under your belt yeah I mean I'm still like reeling from like the, the song that we just put out I think it's so awesome and I mean I love Christmas is my favorite time of year. So mm -hmm. if something ever came about in my brain or in someone else's brain that I was like just as excited about, I would love to. But right now I'm just listening to this one and Christmas shopping. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Speaking of Christmas shopping, this since this is a Christmas podcast, I have to know, what are your uh, Christmas plans this year? Oh, Mine are a bit sad. It's been because uh, I'm from because I'm in Toronto right now and uh, I'm from the east coast of Canada. And so I haven't really been home for Christmas too much because of the plague and whatnot. Um, and yeah, I don't I'm actually I got a job working as an elf uh, for one of Santa's oh. elves at this sort of tourist attraction that we have in here in Toronto which is a castle. So I'm working at the castle as one of Santa's elves. So unlikely to have the time off, but it's okay. I've got my you know, my person at home and we'll have a quiet Christmas and probably have our best friend over for some tofurkey. It's not, I don't eat tofurkey, but I am vegan, so I eat pretend turkey. 
So I'll eat some pretend turkey and open the presents on Christmas morning and all that stuff. Probably do a Zoom chat with the family. <laughs> yeah. Probably be working too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got a, so like I, I'm in theater management. So of course, whenever, whenever there's any sort of production that's in long-term, Christmas Eve is always like Christmas Eve in a matinee. They always have to have some sort of performance, but for whatever reason, this production, we'll see which one it is, but, uh, they want to do a Christmas Eve night performance. Oh no, that's your No, Christmas. no, sorry, so no. They're doing Christmas Eve during the day and then they're doing the New Year's Eve night performance, which is just stupid. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we usually do a big thing on Christmas Eve at my dad's and then we go over to my older sisters on Christmas Day. Um, just lots of lots of lots of drinks, lots a lot of food, which is really what it's all about. Right. And, and family, of course. Nice. Awesome. And then Maddie? Yeah, um, I actually work, I work um, at, on a farm. That's like my day job. And we do this really big um, Christmas event um, every night on the weekends. And we have like Santa and we have the Grinch and live Christmas carols and like a huge forest full of Christmas lights. So I get into the spirit really early. Um, so I work a lot, but it's like, it gets me in the spirit because it's very Christmassy and very festive. Um, and then just Christmas at home with, yeah, with my family, small family, but we don't really do much. There's no pressure. You don't need to like get dressed up or anything. We just stay in our pajamas and drink mimosas and open presents. And that's about it. Have a day off. <laughs> yeah, sure. So and you'd mentioned, I don't remember who it was, but you said uh, uh, Toronto is kind of dealing with unseasonably warm winters right now. Yeah, yeah, I was really sad because I hate the cold and like it's, you know, the like seasonal depression or whatever that people mm. say when it starts to get cold and cloudy. And I remember we had such a beautiful fall. It was really unseasonably warm. It was beautiful. So I'm, doing, yeah. I'm, doing the convert. I'm doing I'm doing the math so I can convert what it was today. So, again, Toronto, Canada, it was it was seven degrees Celsius today. So that translates to about 45 Fahrenheit, which okay. for us in December is is warm. Is, is, is very warm. But yeah, and I remember like we had such a beautiful warm fall and then I fell asleep and I woke up one morning and there was snow and I was like, perfect. We skipped the gross, like slushy back and forth, gross, cloudy, rainy, nasty weather. And it's just yeah. winter now. And that's great. Yay, Christmas. And then like all the past two weeks, it's just been cloudy gray and like pouring rain. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, we've gotten a lot of rain, but it hasn't been very cold. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, been the exact opposite it's been very warm but dry like we haven't had a lot of rain and it's i am slightly concerned <laughs> that we are going to get pelted with ice when i have to drive to chicago for christmas oh, oh, my God. I'm... but christmas in chicago that's like that's the place for christmas right like yeah. that's every well, christmas yeah. in chicago. new york yeah yeah, it's well. I'm born in the. Uh, I was born around Chicago in the suburbs, so it's. Uh, you know, it's where my family is, and it's just kind of like, cool. I just hope it doesn't snow. But yeah. don't for, want snow on Christmas. No, just, I don't I, want it to snow while I'm driving. Yeah, like, it could snow sense. once I'm there. It could snow when I'm there because I'm there. I don't have to worry about it. But if it snows while I'm driving, yeah, that's annoying. I, I'm not. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. We, we, we dodged a bit of a bullet with what happened when it was two weeks ago in Buffalo. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They, had like they had like, I think oh, it was yeah. something like seven feet of snow in 48 hours. Oh yes. That was, it was yeah. like, they didn't get Toronto. Like, no, we got like a little tiny bit of it, which was mm -hmm. weird. 
because yeah. I remember watching a football game and they were talking. It was the Buffalo Bills and talking about the seven feet of snow, and I'm like, "Ooh, that's going to be an interesting one." So, yeah. Yeah. But, anyways, so uh, don't come home for Christmas is out now. It's out for everyone to listen. Spotify, um, all that fun stuff. You said possibly maybe an EP coming in the future, like a Christmas EP, which would be. Cool. You know, I, I wish more independent musicians would do that as far as like just releasing Christmas albums. But I understand like the budget's not there. You know, it's a lot of money to kind of put albums and EPs together. So I kind of I get that. So um, what's... one of the one of the biggest challenges with like a Christmas album is you got to start writing it in July. And that's, <laughs> that's hard to do. I mean, it was, it was hard enough sometimes to write a Christmas song in the beginning of October, knowing you're going to release yeah. it in November. Yeah. So yeah. you, you kind of got to smack yourself into that mood. Like our Thanksgiving yeah. is literally our Thanksgiking is the first, second weekend in October. So at least we had that past us, but we weren't even past Halloween at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I gotcha. Cause there's a, there's a lot of people in Texas that, think christmas doesn't start until like december 1st and it's like oh that's a little tight for anyone trying to release music exactly (laughs) but you know it is what it is um so what's kind of the plans moving forward into 2023 obviously you just released this music but are you looking at like the next release non-holiday release or where are you kind of at looking at 2023 yeah you guys want to go first Sure. Um, So we have an EP planned for next spring, and we're releasing the first single off of that, hopefully in January, assuming we get it done in time. That's the plan. But uh, we're super excited about it. We've had a uh, a number of new songs. It's written. It's like being recorded right now by some of uh, the musicians that we work with. And yeah, hopefully we'll be recording vocals soon. So that's coming really, really soon in the new year. Nice. And then yeah, I think yeah. Once we focus on that, it's just really just getting into one of the best parts about Ontario, uh, the province that we're in. Is there's there's so many amazing festivals. Like it, what festival season for us starts in like April and runs all the way till October. Yeah, it's 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 almost like a year round thing. And honestly, even into Christmas, like we're still doing outdoor shorts right now, which is yeah. painfully awful sometimes, but it's still <laughs> worth. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I but, yeah. A, I I had a. Sorry. Band that no, you're fine. I had a band on a while back that was telling me that they had a show. They they live in uh, Nova Scotia, and they were telling me that they had a sh- yeah, <laughs> they had a show in like Janu an outside show in January or something. I'm like, I don't know anything about Nova Scotia, but that just sounds terrible. It, like, it that sounds would like, have been. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, it, I'm like, doing I mean, an outdoor show tomorrow. So. Hopefully oh, it's no. unseasonably warm tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'd say your chances are good. I I'd cut say... holes in my gloves so I could still play guitar and then keep like the rest of my hands warm. So I figured yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so, Betty, what's your uh, what's your plans looking into 2023? Yeah, actually, um, I'm releasing my EP in the spring as well. I'm hoping around March. That's my plan. Um mm-hmm. So there are a few singles um, already out um, that are a part of this EP, but sort of kind of finishing the project um, in the springtime. And then in February, I'm also going to start recording the next one. So 
I'll be working on that while the um, other songs come out and then just working on finishing it up and um, maybe more Christmas songs. Who knows? Who knows? I think I, we, we may need to plan out like our EP release dates so that they fall on the exact same day again. Yeah, that works for me. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Our, our last, our last, our last two singles actually came out on the exact same day without yeah. planning, without planning or anything like that. So it's just no, yeah. That's the best when it happens that way. You do things unintentionally, and it just kind of works. Yeah. Um. So for uh, you said you also have a show coming up. Is it this week or next week for Don't Come Home for Christmas or? Next yeah. Thursday. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Yeah, Next Wednesday. yeah. So uh, we're playing this great songwriters round um, that happens at this place called the Moonshine Cafe here in Ontario, which is pretty much like our version, almost of like the Bluebird Cafe, yeah. where you know they do the songwriters rounds and songwriters get to try out their new songs in front of an audience that's actually listening, which is wonderful. And that's sort of really where the the country community really thrives and feels like a family here in Ontario. Yeah. Um, so we're both playing that show and we both get to play a couple of our own singles. And then at the end, we're going to, um, get to play don't come home for Christmas together live. That's awesome. And will this be the first time you guys get to play it together live? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. (laughs) That's, you know, just kind of having that first opportunity to sit down and play it. Obviously you recorded it and whatnot, but just getting to be able to play it together live, that's going to be a different feeling on a different level yes yeah so it's gonna be cool we're excited nice um so obvious you got that you got you just released don't come home for christmas spotify i'm gonna keep saying it until people go listen to it so people can go listen to it and whatnot um and busy 2023 it seems like with uh new music releasing and are you already starting to book out shows for 2023 or are you kind of 100% focused on releasing music? We've got a couple, a couple. Yeah, I mean, it, we say festival season is year round, but you know, if you're, if we're booking into the summer, booking started mm-hmm. last month. Yeah. Like, it's, okay. it's like literally festivals end and they automatically start booking for next year. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not on it, you lose out. So, you know, we've been working pretty, pretty hard at our, at our festival contacts, getting those up mm-hmm. and running. Um, I think the EP is probably like getting this EP done is going to be a little tiny bit of a quiet time for us, at least as mm-hmm. far as live shows go. But I think we're just kind of getting prepped and ready for a uh, for really really exciting spring, summer, fall mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. things get cold again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, gotcha. And then Maddie shows. Yeah, same thing. I'm I'm uh, looking into yeah spring and summer. I mean January and February for live shows are are a little bit more few and far between because it is so horrendous here in Canada. You never want to leave your house ever. Um, so uh, that's definitely my, my time to sort of like hunker down and plan and focus on the release and, you know, do some more writing and, and get back in the studio for the next project. And then, yeah, some basically once spring hits, that's when Mm. it kind of gets, starts to get hectic. And that's the hope is that, uh, you know, live shows, are happening more than they are not happening. So that's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So for somebody that's never actually been to Canada, I went to Canada once for 45 minutes. I went across the Detroit, um, the border crossing in Detroit. Oh, and we, oh, yeah, we, we were in, <laughs> my dad, my dad was working in Detroit. He was a pilot. So he was based out of Detroit. And I think I was maybe like 14 or 15. And he was like, Hey, you want to go to Canada? Or no, no, no. It was before 14 or 
or it was before 2001 because we didn't need a passport at that time. Huh? And and he was like, hey, you want to go to Canada? You tell all your schoolmates you went to Canada on spring break. And I'm like, okay. And he took me across the bridge or whatever it is. And we were in Windsor. And he's like, yeah, we'll go get lunch. And I'm like, okay. And we get over into Windsor. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to stop here. <laughs> I, yeah. And he's like. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> don't open uh, to any of our, our, our Windsor listeners in any way, shape, or form. But, uh... but this, the, to be fair, this was also like 99, 2000. This was quite a while back. So I'm, I'm speaking off of old data. So uh, point of bringing that up, if somebody, if somebody like myself wants to come visit Toronto, when's a good time to do it? the summer because there's so much to do i mean there's always stuff to do because we have a lot of mm. um attractions that you can see inside and stuff like that but being canada mm. it's just always going to be more pleasant in the spring and summer in general yeah um and then there's more things like you know we've got some i i'm the type of person who likes things like theme parks and mm. hiking and the beach so there's definitely more of that in the spring yeah. summer yeah. and a lot of concerts yeah. too like a lot of a lot of concerts outdoor shows like a lot of live music opportunities in the spring and summer. I mean, we get super hot too, but I mean, mm. you're used to that. So <laughs> well, that you probably enjoy it more in the summer than in January when there's like feet of snow and everything is yeah. a sheet of ice and you break your neck every time you step outside. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so like Toronto specifically has so many street festivals in the summer. Like yeah. every every weekend somewhere there's a street festival that you'll probably just stumble upon if you're out and about yeah. in the city because they're just yeah. all the time so it's also yeah. we also don't recommend driving in this city yeah no don't uh, okay. summer because that's why literally and that's how you know the festivals are happening or something is happening in the city because you'll drive and go oh right it's, it's <laughs> because like you just know by like we have so many annual things that happen every single year but it's yeah. it's it's just you- a blast yeah, I was going to say, it, you could tell there's a street fair going on because every weekend there's a traffic jam somewhere yeah. because yeah. they have to close down a section of the road. Yeah. It takes you an hour and a half to go five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, and like, if we were to drive, because Maddie's out in Kitchener-Waterloo, which is, what, maybe... 45-minute drive? I would say like it's that? maybe like a 45-minute drive for us, yeah. the 45 yeah. minute an hour. It take it would take us less time to get... And that's about, oh, let's let's say... 80 to 90 kilometers yeah um driving in the span of toronto like from one end to the other is maybe 15 or 20 and it would probably take us less time to get to her yeah. than it was driving one end of the city to the other like it's, it's quicker i guarantee you it was quicker yeah it was quicker for me to get home like hop on the highway and go home than it yeah. would be to drive like four blocks from where you guys are to, like, <laughs> it would a thousand percent i like it's, i hate it i hate driving in the city that sounds like any major city though like chicago la you know it, oh, yeah. definitely yeah. it's definitely the same yeah yeah um but yeah no that's awesome uh really enjoyed having the chat with you for anybody that wants to listen to uh don't come home for christmas or any of your individual musics where can they find you online so uh, basically, I guess the best place is always on the social meds because that's going to link to our link tree, which is our website, which is the hub of all the things with the show dates and the merchandise and the new releases and the music videos, etc. Um, so that for us is at Broadtree Music. 
Yeah, and I'm same thing. Uh, like Instagram, that'll take you to everything about me is Maddie Corinne Music, um, and yeah, that's where all the links to everything are. And then you can find our song together if you search either one of us. Just search one, and you'll find the song with both of us. That that was a very a an interesting mistake I made as when I was originally trying to find "Don't Come Home for Christmas." I went to YouTube for some unholy reason. And <laughs> I just I, I just typed in Broadtree out of nowhere, and for whatever reason, it didn't pop up. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, okay, I know they I know this song is here somewhere. And then I went to then I wised up i was like oh i should go to spotify yeah. typed it in it's right there and then i went back because i was trying to see if there was like a music like a music video lyric video or something because you know how like depending on what um uh, distributor you go through they'll automatically upload it to youtube as like uh you know like whatever it is and i don't know for whatever it took me like two weeks to try and find it on youtube it was so wild but it <laughs> Oh, but anyways, I digress. Everybody, don't um, look on YouTube for it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, but we're glad yeah. you found it. We're really glad that you enjoyed it, and that this was this was fun. It's 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 fun being able to just, yeah. I mean, I don't think we'd we'd get a chance to actually like talk about this song, but especially with <laughs> you know both of us or all three of us being uh, being a part yeah. of the combo. So that was that was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yes. Thank you for absolutely. having us. Yeah. Um, once again, thank you all so much. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, if you're listening live on Twitch, the uh, this podcast will be live on Friday at 9 a.m. as per all of our podcasts usually are. Um, and if you haven't followed us on Twitch, please do so. That's where we stream all of our podcasts live. It's at Live and Amplified. And then you could find all our social medias at Live the letter N amplified because I got screwed and could not get all of these same handles. Oh, no. So, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. And then uh, live and amplified.net is the website where you can get all of everything. But once again, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute blast. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, feel free to reach out. Thank y'all, and we have a Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thank you so much for having us.